There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder... Getting on the wrong side of a dangerous man can end up costing someone their lives. On December 4th, 1979, a man was convicted for crimes he claimed responsibility for. A man who, years later, would take down two others along with him and make more shocking confessions that brought the whole case into question. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. In the early 1970s, two men, Terry Pinfold and Harry McKenney, became partners in a business that manufactured underwater diving equipment in Dagenham, Essex. Wanting to make something of themselves, the pair who originally met in prison were hoping for success, and when another one of their buddies was finally released as well, they decided to help him out and give him a job. That man, John Bruce Childs, was expelled from the British Army after nine months of service after stealing motorbikes and being sent to prison. Released in 1972, Bruce began his job working for Harry and Terry in a building that the diving equipment business shared with a man named Terence Eve. Another former prisoner, Terence now owned a teddy bear manufacturing company, and in the fall of 1974, he became a suspect in the theft of over $150,000 worth of stereo equipment. Finding out that he was about to be arrested and facing five years in prison, Terrence left work on a Friday that November and was never seen again. While some might have thought that he was simply fleeing his imminent arrest, his family never once heard from him. And when neither he nor his body were ever found again, they worried that something nefarious must have happened. Considering Terrence a missing person and an unsolved cold case, things changed in 1979 when John Bruce Childs, no longer working for Terry Pinfold and Harry McKinney and arrested for a series of bank and security van robberies in Hertfordshire, came forward and confessed to murdering Terrence Eve in November of 1974. Not stopping there, he went on to take credit for the deaths of five more individuals who, up until that point were still considered missing persons. According to Bruce, the killings began when he decided he wanted Terrence Eve's business and beat him to death with a hammer and strangled him with a rope to get it. The second victim was one of Terrence's friends, Robert Brown, who had to be taken out because Bruce claimed he knew too much about the murder. He was lured to Bruce's apartment in East London in 1975 and shot three times in the head before having a seven-inch diver's knife plunged into his heart, and an axe brought down into his skull. That same year, George Brett and his 10-year-old son Terry were shot dead in a factory with a submachine gun after Bruce was paid almost £2,000 to take the man out, and for £1,500 down and five monthly payments of 500 more, he took the life of a nursing home boss, Frederick Sherwood, by clubbing him with a two-pound hammer and shooting him in 1978. The last victim, taken in October of that same year, was a man named Ronald Andrews, a man who was allegedly sleeping with Harry McKenney's wife. He was lured to Bruce's, quote, slaughterhouse apartment, shot to death, cut up, and burned. None of Bruce's victims have ever been located, and neither have any of the various murder weapons. 
After being brought to trial for all six murders, on December 4th, 1979, Bruce Childs was sentenced to six concurrent life sentences and locked away for good. He wasn't, however, done making confessions. After admitting to his own crimes, Bruce Childs turned Queen's evidence and implicated both of his former employers, Terry Pinfold and Harry McKenney. According to his claims, each and every single one of Bruce's victims were targeted by the Essex businessmen, saying he was simply a hired gun and that all of these were contract killings. He claimed that Terry was the one to solicit the jobs and Harry helped carry them out. Though initially implicating both men in the murder of Terrence Eve, when questioned, Terry said he was in Clacton all weekend with his in-laws, which they corroborated, and Terrence's family, who came to the factory the Saturday after he disappeared, said they could neither find him nor Bruce Childs and Harry McKenney. Turning against the men, Bruce and Harry, according to what was being said during the newest trial where Bruce acted as the star witness, beat Terrence, dismembered him, and burned his remains so no one could ever find him. Promising George Brett work, the man with his son along for the ride, arrived at the factory where Harry shot both with a Sten gun. Ronald Andrews was killed because of the affair, and Frederick Sherwood was killed to settle a 7,000-pound debt. Bruce also said he considered killing Harry as well, but in the end, he was far too scared of him. Because there were no bodies, no murder weapons, no witnesses, and no forensic evidence, the entire case against Terry Pinfold and Harry McKenney relied solely on the words of Bruce Childs. Trying to poke holes in his testimony, the defense called two prisoners to the sand who said that Bruce confessed to them that he was falsely implicating Harry because he was worried that his own wife, Tina, would be accused of murder. Trying to pounce on every inconsistency in his claim and provide both men with solid alibis, the defense did what they could to point out the weakness in the case. But in the end, the jurors sided with Bruce and found both Terry and Harry guilty of various charges. Sentenced to life in prison, Harry McKenney had to be restrained by guards when the sentence was delivered. Then things got even more complicated. In July of 1986, Bruce Childs wrote a statement admitting that Terry Pinfold was, quote, only convicted because of my perjured evidence, around the same time that both Harry and Terry were trying and failing to appeal their convictions. With Bruce's account now changing, Terry's lawyers came forward claiming that, according to former Detective Chief Inspector James Harrison Griffiths, during the investigation, he was told by a Metro Police commander that Terrence Eve was alive and well and living in West London, and that Bruce had previously written a letter stating that it was Terrence's wife who asked him to kill her husband after he sexually assaulted her. With wildly different stories being told, years later, Bruce was being interviewed at Long Larton and then Franklin Prison by the Daily Mirror, who reported in 1998 that he confessed to committing five more murders. Victim one was allegedly a young offender from Kent, who was in prison with Bruce. He claimed he dropped a 60-pound block of concrete on his back from the top of a stair and smashed the boy's spine. Victim two was a stranger who Bruce stabbed to death in Hillingdon in 1965 after he claimed he went looking for revenge after someone attacked a, quote, black mate of his and slashed his face with a razor. 
Victim three was a police informer who was found guilty after being put on trial at a club run by the notorious Cray twins. Delivering justice, Bruce shot the man to death. Victim four was a stranger who approached him at a pub in 1978 while he was, quote, halfway through cutting up known victim Ronald Andrews. His wife had just left him and drunk. He told the stranger to leave and the man did not. He ended up stabbing him with a diver's knife and after dragging him 100 yards to his front door, finished him off with a hammer. Victim five, the only named victim, was 60-year-old petrol station attendant Gordon Snowden, who was found dead in his office in 1979. Six months earlier, Bruce and Harry McKenney called at Gordon Station after killing Ronald Andrews and worried the man would remember them after Ronald's car was found in the nearby river. They decided to secure his silence with his life. All of these claims branded John Bruce Childs a liar. And with that very important distinction, in 2003, both Terry Pinfold and Harry McKenney had their convictions overturned by a judge who ruled Bruce a, quote, pathological liar. Because their entire case hinged on Bruce's confession, both men were able to walk free. Both, unfortunately, though, suffered during their decades of imprisonment. John Bruce Childs continues to serve his whole life tariff and will likely never be released from prison. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on December 5th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.